You're listening to Sin 90.7 FM. My name is Beck Martin and I'm reeling in the week leading up to the infamous Laneway Festival. That's right, Nam's Leg of Laneway is happening this Saturday, the 10th of February. We've got some incredible international talent heading over to play at the park in Flemington. Just some casual names like Nia Archives, Domi and JD Beck, Stormzy, Faye Webster and Unknown Mortal Orchestra. But if you're a lover of all things local, we've got some homebred talent like Angie McMahon, Teenage Dads, Miss Kanina, and of course, the incredible Nambase Rockets Floodlights also on the bill. Here at Sin, we've been lucky enough to have a yarn with some of the acts playing this Saturday, and I'm very excited to be welcoming Joe from Floodlights to the show right now. Hey, Joe, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, Beck, thanks for having me on. Such a pleasure, truly, um, especially after such a monumental year for Floodlights. Uh, for y'all that don't know what's been going on in Floodlights world, 2023 was a year that contained the release of their sophomore record, Painting of My Time, signing to Virgin Music UK, a nomination for an Australian Music Prize, touring through Europe and the UK twice, as well as a welcome back to country with the coveted Meredith Slot. I mean, is there anything else that I'm missing, Joe? I'm sure this is keeping the band super humble. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, you reminded me of some good things which I'd forgotten about. So I think you pretty much covered all covered it all. Yeah, amazing. And uh, it was a pretty special year. Like uh like you said, yeah, we we uh, we went around quite a lot and got to some cool places and played some amazing shows and um it doesn't all feel like a distant memory now, but yeah, it's like wow, it's hard to believe we it did fit all that in last year. Yeah, and I feel like it also doesn't help when you have so much good stuff happening. It's really hard to be in the moment, I suppose, because you're just so excited. You're looking forward to the next thing. How do you find that you and the rest of the band kind of stay grounded in moments like that? Um, I think we just have to ground each other and like we're all such good friends. And um, yeah, like it's pretty easy feeling grounded when I'm amongst like, uh, yeah, Louis, Ash and Sarah and Archie. It's just like we've known each other for a while now and um yeah, I feel like if someone starts letting it get to them a bit, we'll let them know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Pull their head in a bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, as you said, you were on the road for quite an extended amount of time last year. And you can even tell just from your social presence that you're all just best mates, which is so nice to see. But I wanted to ask a bit about whether you used that time last year on the road to write or if you were just having too much fun to even consider it. Um, we dedicated quite a bit of time to writing like when we were in London. Okay. Um, yeah, when, we were, when we were going around Australia, we didn't really write at all because we didn't really find the time to do that over like the time touring painting of my time in Australia, which was over, yeah, I think, May and June last year. But yeah, then when we were in UK in the UK, um, we did have like full days here and there where we'd just stay in the studio in London and and try and work on the new record, the third album. Um, yeah, so it's some pretty interesting, like yeah, fond memories at some little random studios in like parts of like Hackney and Clapton, and then in the south of London, where we'd find ourselves. Um, and luckily, like often it was a bit of a rainy summer in London, so it almost made it easier to lock in to, to the studio. We all sort of struggle if it's a really nice sunny day outside to, well, I struggle personally to hang in the studio, in the dark studio and get it done. But um, yeah, the rain sort of helped in that way. 
That is so interesting because I feel like your music is so the opposite to a rainy day in London, whether it's <laughs> sunny or not, um, especially with Painting of My Time, such an incredible body of work. And what I read online was that um, thematically as a band, you use the Australian landscape as a form of escapism. Uh, it's so interesting because it's really, really palpable, even from your earlier work, like obviously Nullarbor is pretty much exactly that. Um, and I, and also like having the harmonica show up every now and then throughout the album definitely helps. But why is it so easy for you as a group to write about this land, to write about so-called Australia? Um, I think it's because, yeah, we all do spend a lot of time in the outdoors. Um, and like, yeah, have traveled quite a lot through like throughout, yeah. So-called Australia over the years. Um, I think like, especially in those earlier albums, like, from a view and painting of my time, like Louis and Ash, they went on a few of those trips together and, um, you know, doing that big trip around Australia, they, they were with each other for quite some time. That was like before the band even really started. And I think they used some of those trips to, to sort of reflect on and reference and lyrically. Um, and yeah, like, I guess I wouldn't say we like find it easy to write about Australia because it's so, it's so complex and there's so many like different ways to look at it all. Um, but I think it's just what comes naturally to us too. Yeah. just because like we do live here and we have spent so much time here together with friends in the outdoors. And, um, I think, yeah, maybe musically we were sort of grew up listening to Australian music. Like that's what we were introduced to. Like we've all got memories of being young and our parents playing like Aussie rock in the background or um yeah like sort of showing us those sorts of bands um and then yeah that might come through like in the guitar tones and through the harmonica and those sorts of things because sort of just yeah naturally the the way yeah what we found ourselves doing and then i guess louis and ash as like the singers they have quite sort of they, have, they don't just they don't hold back with like their Australian accent. They just sort of sing how they sing. They don't try and turn it on or anything, but it's just the way it is for them. And maybe that's been like, maybe they've got their accent stand out a bit more than others just because like the families that they're from and how, how they were brought up, like we're all sort of from, from families with like parents that surf and spend, we've all spent so much time like living on the coast and those sorts of things too. So maybe that, that's why. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think that's so important, especially in Australian music. Nowadays, you hear um, Australian musicians singing with an Australian accent, which didn't really happen, you know, like 20 years ago. I remember hearing a Courtney Barnett song for the first time when I was like fresh into high school and just being like, what is this? Like, I don't know if I'm into this and now I can't get enough. So um, the tides are changing, which is just awesome. Um, and speaking on like the guitar tones and the riffs that are in your music, one of the first tracks that I heard from you guys as a band, as I mentioned, is Nullarbor. And I'm thinking about that post-chorus, like twangy guitar riff, you know, the one. Um, and I think it's so cool that you all give each other space as musicians to be creative and to have fun. And similarly on uh, your track on the television, it starts off with this epic guitar intro that kind of carries most of the song. As a band, you are very guitar heavy. Is this something that you're planning on sticking with for your next album or like what instruments would you love to experiment with? 
Um, yeah, well, we're pretty deep in that album at the moment. We're recording it in just a few weeks. Um, yeah, and like I hadn't really had that thought, but um, I guess yeah, maybe some of those rainy days in London might you know shine through a bit in the new record because we have been experimenting, exploring sort of new sounds and um, like. It definitely has a bit of it's a new feel to it. Although, like, I'm sure you'll be able to hear similarities, as we're like not trying to completely change the uh, you know change it all up. But this is something that we're trying to do a lot more layering with different instruments. Like um, now that Sarah is in the band, Sarah plays trumpet and piano, and like she's been playing with us for about a year now. But with painting of my time and from a view, um, yeah, Sarah wasn't really part of the band then, but now she's like full time band member. Um, and it's been amazing like to have joined the band like creatively um and bring so much here yeah, musically as well pl playing like the trumpet and, pl and singing and playing piano um so those sorts of things will definitely be a noticeable more of that in the new album yeah um and like yeah so i think it's, it's changed the dynamic and it's just sort of helped us explore explore new things um yeah, I'm not like what else will be happening in, in the new album? It's definitely definitely sounding quite a bit different, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, still have like Louis singing most of the songs. Um, but yeah, some changes in the mix for sure. That's definitely exciting. like lots of layering and um, trying to explore with like new new sounds because I think with the previous albums, we almost the, the albums almost sound pretty similar to just how we play the songs live, whereas this time we're more open to just a bit more of a studio re record and, you know, adding in like little sounds and little bits and pieces like throughout the process. That's really cool that that was like a conscious decision for you guys as well um, to, I guess, yeah, your whole shtick as a band has been that really organic sound. It's like the sound you would hear in a pub, you know, you're at the retreat and there you guys are up on that stage just playing. So I'm really looking forward to hearing the new album. Are we allowed to know whenabouts that's coming out or is it a bit hush-hush at the moment? Oh, we actually don't even know ourselves really. Okay. You know, when we're, <laughs> we're recording it and like, yeah, we really hope we can put it out this year, but sometimes certain things are out of our control and yep. it all just takes a lot of time with the mixing and mastering and then like who's putting it out and all that sort of stuff. So Definitely yeah. a few tracks is and I really hope the whole album, but can't promise it, unfortunately. Fair. Well, our fingers are definitely crossed. And now I want to talk a bit about your um I guess your role in the festival circuit last year, because as I said, you played Meredith and I have read that this was a very monumental feat for you as a band. Can you just tell me why? Um, I think it's because we've all just got so many amazing memories of going to the festival every year. It's like, yeah, we all pretty much go to Golden Plains of Meredith every year as friends. Um, and I, yeah, in the early days like, we spoke about, oh, we should make a band. And then when we did make a band, we'd like romanticize the idea of playing that festival without actually ever thinking it would really happen. And then um, that dream, yeah, all of a sudden came, came true and it was like to our own surprise in a way. And then it was just like, yeah, a really special, special way to uh celebrate lots of things like the band at starting and, and that Meredith it's as a festival itself and um and yeah playing it was yeah pretty surreal 
Yeah, I saw many photos and there were many boots in the air. So I think it was a favorite set for so many people that weekend. And speaking of sets, you are playing on the Dean Turner stage this Saturday at Laneway. Uh, I want to ask, like, when you're preparing for a festival, is it any different from when you're preparing for just a gig of your own? Or is it same vibes? Because I feel like the, the crowd that you're catering for at Laneway is going to be a bit different to like if you were playing at the Torquay Hotel, for example. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's not too different, but it, it's often like just feels a little bit different in that when you're playing in like the afternoon or like an earlier slot at a festival because like you might have to get there before it's even midday and then everything feels just not out of whack, but just a bit like it's like, oh, and we finally get to play now. Like um, I just... Yeah, rather than just being like at a dark venue and hanging around the backstage there, I guess just floating around the back of a festival has a bit of a different atmosphere too. And from what we've experienced, it's been really nice. Like all the artists, it's nice chatting to other artists and getting to hang out with other bands. And um, it's always really nice when the when the set's over too, and just going back and feeling like it's been it's been done. And um, but yeah, not too much really. Like. I think we still sort of just have our own little rituals of like getting ready and like, you know, setting up and have a little chat as a band, those sorts of things. Yeah. Just stick by there. And you spoke about uh, chatting to other artists and bands backstage. You've hinted that you're keen to catch Stormzy set on Saturday. Who are some other artists that you are keen to see? I'm um, keen to see Unknown Mortal Orchestra. I think we saw a bit of them when we were in the UK last year at End of the Road. But besides that, I haven't seen them for ages. And yeah, pretty pretty keen to check them out. Such an amazing band and so many great songs. And yeah, I yeah. think that'd be pretty special. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Joe from Floodlights for joining me. It's been such a pleasure. Joe and the rest of the band will be on the Dean Turner stage this Saturday at the park in Flemington for Laneway. There are still tickets available. You can find out more by heading to the Laneway website. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks, Bear. Thanks for having me.